Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is The Big Show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am, uh, it's a crazy week around the studio here. I, uh, I apologize if I haven't been, um, you know, uh, I don't know, posting on social media as much as I normally do. I, you know, I've just been busy, man. I've been busy. we got this big show um, that I'm doing, well, I'm part of, uh, first week in, uh, well, May 7th here in South Florida. But what that really means is I don't have until May 6th to have all this work done. I've got till, you know, this Sunday, <laughs> this Saturday, really. Um, so because it all has to be done a week that's ahead of time. That's how that works, man. It's just like if you go see a band, they've been working before you go and see them. Uh, they have to rehearse and, and do all that, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Anyhow, because we want to put on the best show we can for you. Anyhow, um, the entire week, and then... On top of that, you know, since all this thing is going on, we said, well, that, you know, Jamie, let's just add five shows this week on on there for you. No, it, it, that sounds bad, but it, it's really not um, because it gives me a real nice break uh, throughout the day, every day, to um, take a break from painting, you know, uh, uncramp my hands and arms, and uh, talk to some really cool people, get inspired, man, get inspired, that's one of the things I love about doing the show. We've been doing the show for years and years. This is episode, I don't know, 1,200 and something. And um, it's just amazing. It's, it's amazing. A couple times a week, this week, five times, I get to sit down with some really cool people that are doing something, doing amazing things, and not talking about doing stuff, but doing it, man, doing it. And our guests today are no exception to that. No exception. Uh, they are a fantastic uh, pop singer-songwriter duo. Uh, they, they, they're just amazing. Their music's amazing. Um, as, as any long-term, long-time listeners to the show know, I'm an old man. I don't know much about TikTok. I really don't. My wife does. Um, I tell you when I start screaming at the news or the TV or something, she's like, hey, check out this TikTok. Look at this dog. It's amazing. Or look at this band. They're, they're doing this or that. Or It's always funny, and, and I love it. Well, this, our guest today, they have a, uh, a video. Their track, uh, Naked, it went viral. And, um, you know, 3.5 million views on TikTok. Or 3 point something million. I don't know, millions and millions of views on TikTok. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, that's pretty cool. So then, anyway. Let's, let's get the guys on. I want to talk to them. They, they really just turned up to 10 top shelf um, musicians. And uh, I'm speaking, of course, about the attire. And uh, they are, the attire consists of, um, of uh, I can't even think right now, Greg and Stefan. Hey, guys, how are you? Great, man. Thank you so much You're for having great. us. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Like I said, I am just so inspired and taken with you guys. Um, I, I've been watching your videos and, and everything. I don't know much about your background. I, I've got, you know, my little show note things that I kind of have put together here. But, um, you know, are you guys, you guys are in, in uh, L.A., right, out on the West Coast? Yeah, so, you know, we actually grew up in New York, in upstate New York. Stephen and I nice. have... Yeah, we've been friends since eighth grade, making music wow. together since like very beginning of high school, and then two years ago we made the move to LA, and we we love it, man. <laughs> Absolutely love it. No <laughs> thing. Well, upstate New York, you guys know all about lake effect snow, and I went. I grew up in Metro Detroit, then went to school in Boston, and um, we used to drive across upstate New York, and whenever we you know went home. Uh, for for holidays, whatever, <laughs> needed money, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and upstate New York's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool except in the winter. Oh my gosh, 
gosh. It's like going yeah. to Antarctica or something. It's crazy. So you, LA, you can say you can say that. That's 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 one thing we definitely do not miss about New York is, <laughs> is the snow, the sleet, the the smush. You know, where it's like oh, dirty God. rain, <laughs> almost like eight months out of the year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, we used to go right across there. We go to uh, Buffalo and then cut across uh, Ontario there. Um, over to Port Huron, Detroit area, and that's the longest ride in the world. Everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, yeah. Only a couple. No, it seems like there's nothing on that part of Canada. I mean, nothing but fields. And you're like, "Am I going uphill, downhill? What, what's the deal? Am I in Texas? What happened?" It, it takes forever. It takes forever. You miss upstate New York. You're like, "Where's the hills?" Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So you guys wound up out in L.A. What a change. What that's what, when I got out of school in Boston, I moved to San Diego. So, cause I was just like, I got to get away from snow, man. I can't handle it. I can't oh. handle it. And, uh, <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> that oh, first yeah. winter in, in Southern California, <laughs> you're like, that guy, is he putting Christmas lights up wearing flip flops? What the hell? Is, yeah. This is brilliant. <laughs> you, can, you can, you can grill a steak on Christmas. It's crazy. Yeah. But all your friends, it's funny because when you make friends with all these people from California, they're like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you grill a steak on, on Christmas? What? You're like, you don't understand, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, that is cool. So that, and you guys have been friends forever making music. Let me ask you this now. You guys started making music young and everything. And then, um, I mean, what was it? Did you discover girls or something? And you said, we got to make a band. We got to make a band. That's how it has to be. Um, or you both just said, we both love music. This is what we want to do. Get serious about this. I, I mean, on on a little bit of a comical sense, it, it was a little bit of bad driving it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say any any and every musician has some kind of force of, you know, we just love to perform and entertain four people. Right. Whether <laughs> what happens after that, that's not in our hands. Yeah. But, um I think it was just falling exactly. in love with music. We just love playing and making and listening to the same type of music, whether it's the Elton John or Bruno Mars or mm. what have you. We love the same type of music, and we love playing and creating the same type of music. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was into all kinds of weird stuff growing up. Um, you know, weirdo artists, you know, that kind of type deal. But my father, my father was not a musician, but he appreciated music. And since I was young, mm. he would, he really introduced me, um, you know, in the 80s and late 70s and whatnot, when he was introducing me to music, he was really into the yacht rock scene, the, the singer-songwriter oh. uh, scene. And, you know, some of that stuff is just so powerful. And I got to tell you, as as a painter, that's what I do for a living. I'm not I'm not in the music business. I'm a painter by trade. But all my friends are musicians. They're either making music or making movies. That's everybody I know. A uh, couple <laughs> like others going in there. Yeah, you know, I just it, like I said, moved to California. That's that's who you meet. You know, it's all your friends. But anyway, um, the, the, one of the things about music that I've been so jealous of my musician friends is. There is such a direct connection. You can make an emotion. You can elicit an emotional response with somebody so quickly, and it's so powerful. And I, that connection, you know, I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's hard to do, uh, you know. Uh, I, I really have a lot of respect for that, you know. No, it's very, very cool. And you guys no. are continuing with this singer-songwriter thing. You guys are really good. Your music's fantastic, you know? Thank you. Just, Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, what do you guys just, like, wake up every day and say, hey, let's write a hit song, you know? Nothing else going on today. Um, yeah, I love that. That seems like it. <laughs> you know, everything I've heard, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Can these guys write yeah. a bad song? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you, man. Do you Thank guys you so write much. daily and daily oh yeah i mean i think the most important thing about us being just lovers of music is that when you love music 
it doesn't feel like it's a chore to do it. It just feels it's it's not even natural. It's beyond it's organic. It's just part of your being. It's part of who you are as a person. I mean, you live and breathe music. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll tell Stephen, you know, hey, I, I woke up from a dream and there was a melody in the dream. Let's make the song. Or, you know, I'll be sitting in my car and then, you know, I'll see something like, who knows, like a sticker on a bumper sticker. And I'm like, that's a great song title. It's just how you think, you know, when you can live it, it just it permeates through your entire existence. Music, it's just there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. to answer your question, I mean, we write, I write every day. Stephen writes every day. We're, we're producing every day. We're living and breathing music every day. It's a passion. That's amazing. That is amazing. And and doing the production side of things too. I um during the pandemic. You now again, like I said, I'm not in the music business. I, I've always been hung out with musicians. Um, and you know, I was always my friends. It seems growing up, everybody I knew growing up, just back in the '80s. I'm an old man. Um, in all of my friends in Metro Detroit, they were all guitar players. They all wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. That was the goal. You know, um, there might have been the weird guy that was. Um, you know, he's like, I don't want to be Eddie Van Halen. I want to be Randy Rhodes. Um, but they yeah. were all guitar players. And, you know, they actually made a band of all my friends I know one time. And I'm like, guys, somebody's got to learn how to play something else. You can't have 12 guitar players. You know, what are you, yes? You can't do it. Yeah. Uh, you got to have a singer, a drummer. Come on. Um, something. And, um, you know, they, they. but it was weird because they all – had this, this passion, but then life happened. You know, things changed. Um, you know, and everybody had a plan. Everybody had a plan. I remember my friend Steve, he had a plan. He was going to join. I'm only going to spend two years in the Army and then save all the money to buy equipment. That was his plan, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think he just got out 20 years in. <laughs> he still hasn't bought any equipment. He might have. Um, you know, but people had lives and they, they, they got married and, and that that dream kind of waned for so many people, but you guys kept at it and kept it going. That's important, you know. That is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I I feel like people get kind of give up on their dreams in a sense where you can really achieve anything in life if you stay persistent. And mm-hmm. I feel if you have persistence, it will come eventually if you work hard and you are a good person. And I think that's something that we've always tried throughout all the hard times that we face throughout this musical journey and you to grow as musicians and people. It's just staying persistent and staying true to yourself and true to your dream. Oh, man, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to. You have to. And, you know, it's – my friends growing up that were involved in athletics and sports, they kind of get it, and they kind of got that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, now looking back, and a lot of people I know, it doesn't matter, music, art, uh, cinema, whatever, um, the ones that really get that, a lot of them have that background in sports, you know. And I think maybe they realize it's pretty obvious when you're, you know, whatever sport you're doing, if you do it every day, you get better at it, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think with artists the same way. You have to do it every day. You know, you have to just, like you said, it has to become your life. And oh, it's hard 100%. for non-creative people to get that, you know, to understand that. Uh, but you guys are doing it. And <laughs> Say again? I said I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Like, thank you for that that oh, you know that acknowledge, that acknowledgement. That's important. I think from artist to artist, I think it's important to when you see someone, you know, really, really seeing them and saying like, wow, you know, I see what you're doing. I appreciate that because, you know, without artists really going on a limb and working hard and and doing that every day, you know, how much how much how much art, you know goes to waste in a person's mind or their heart if it goes unexpressed. So, you know, thank you for that acknowledgement. I appreciate that a lot. Oh, absolutely. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. 
listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rockin' reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rucks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Now, I've been playing your guys' I, – I like to uh, play, you know, again, Child of the 80s. I love, I, I'm in love with videos and whatnot. Love them. Um, you know, I just – they're fantastic. I, I like to play an artist. Uh, if I have artists come on the show, I'm like, hey, let's play one of their videos or something, you know. So I just go and I – you know, sometimes, you know, you're, they're trying real hard. They just put something out maybe, and, and you know, it's got a couple hundred views, maybe a thousand. And so I looked up you guys, you know, your naked video. Um, oh, cool. I don't know if you guys know this. It's got like a million seven hundred thousand views. How cool <laughs> <Awesome>. is that? <laughs> yeah. it, it, we're so grateful. Really, that so is, grateful. Very grateful. That's amazing. I hope that's monetized. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm messing hey, with you guys. That'd be great. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, I'm telling her, somebody does needs to. Anyway, anyway, it is, uh, you know, it, it hit. And I think one of the things that hit, you guys are masters at hooks and choruses. And you just write, um, what's the term, all the, all the professional, uh, the, um, you know, all the record people. Uh, it's relatable, you know. People get it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's super important. I think when a lot of a lot of singers are, you know, and, and songwriters are writing, uh, a common mis- not mistake, but a common blunder that a lot of people fall into is that they'll write so personally that it that it obscures mm. the message. Like so, it's so intimate to them. Um, and I'm sure this is the same way for art, right, Jamie? Like if you make something so mm-hmm. intimate and personal, you sometimes it can lose the relatability factor. So yeah. I, I I like to, when I'm songwriting, there's a term I made up. It's called relatable ambiguity. And uh, it's just, or specific That's ambiguity, brilliant. where you're actually making something that, even though it's specific to you, um, it's just relatable enough or obscure enough in the lyricism that people find it, um, you know, relatable or similar to their own experience. And, and, and that's the important part about being a songwriter or an artist is giving your message so that other people can make it their own. That's the beauty of music. That's the beauty of art. And, and you know, we appreciate that. Thank you again. And super grateful for your, your high compliments. Like, they mean so much to us. Artist to artist. Thank you. Oh, yeah, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out what you guys have done and kind of, slice a little of it off for my stuff. How can I apply that to what I'm doing? <laughs> no, I'm pretty oh, impressed. Man, awesome. Thank you. you guys, I mean, Thank you realize, you know, you're supposed to do this another 10 years before you start getting that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm messing with I'm messing with you. But it is amazing. And like I said at the beginning of the show, you guys got, what, millions and millions of views on TikTok? I mean, there are people that pay PR companies a lot of money to try to get a foot up on that. You guys are already doing that. You know, it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Thank you. I mean, again, it's just, it's just staying persistent, you know, and uh, never giving up on your dream and just continue to stay persistent. We, we started posting clips of that song that went viral naked almost two and a half years ago before it actually went viral. Mm, yep. And uh-huh. we a few times here and there, and then nothing really caught, but we still continue to remain active on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not too much going on on that platform, but as we plan to release the song Naked, we just said, okay, we're just going to keep posting about Naked and keep sharing a little clip of it in the car and see what happens. And then lo and behold, something caught. And yeah, and I remember that day too. It was a Friday afternoon. Yeah. And we sent the video to our manager and we're like, do you think this is like good? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Put it up. Like, who knows? That's literally what the conversation was. Who knows? And then it it wasn't even right away. It was like two days, a day and a half later. It it started started going viral. So what's the name of the game, man? Is that don't be afraid to keep sharing your art. Like Steven said, our first post ever on TikTok was, with a clip of that song, Naked, got dude, it got 50 views, and and that's something that also I want I want to share with everybody on your show that's listening right now or is going to listen in the future is that do not let numbers determine the intrinsic Run value of your yes. Do not let yeah. the numbers you what you have to offer is valuable and beautiful. Stephen and I had a wonderful moment with TikTok, but even that cannot amount to the immeasurable effect of how beautiful one's art is that you give yeah. to the world. It's if, priceless. If you believe in your art, if you're a, a painter, if you're a, uh, a filmer, a director, a fashion designer, and you're starting to share your art and you're, oh, I only have five people that liked it. Oh, I only have 100 people that viewed it. It doesn't matter. You're still sharing your creative connection to the world mm. and to just keep going. We personally have no artists that have started out, you know, a thousand followers, a hundred followers. Mm-hmm. And now they're some of the mm-hmm. biggest artists in the world. Yeah. And some of the most streamed artists in the world. And we personally know these people. And the one thing that they've done is staying persistent and believing in themselves. Yes. Absolutely. Going. Absolutely. And you, you know, you have to, you get up. I mean, Hey, I, I know everything. 
not everybody's the same. I get it, but we all have similar yeah. things. You know, you, you wake up some mornings and you're like, I know I do. I'm like, man, I don't want to do it today. I don't want to do mm-hmm. it. Today. I, I want to watch reels all day on YouTube. That's what I want to do, you know, yeah. and <laughs> that isn't going to do it for <laughs> me. I mean, it's great to take a break, but you got to get up and work, go to work. You just got to work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I see it with music, music a lot. And I think one of the things, and I could be wrong. I, this is, I'm just a guy who paints pictures with a, you know, a, <laughs> a couple things. Um, but the thing is, is, I think that there's this mythology especially with musicians and, and music in general, uh, the, uh, the voice or, or the, the, you know, those shows that they have, uh, the voice, there's a couple of other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, uh, and these competition shows and the people are like, well, I'm just going to go there. I'm going to skip playing and paying my dues and everything. And I'm just going to do this. And I know a couple of people that went pretty far on a couple of those shows and, 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 one one lady I'm thinking of, you know, she she had her moment. Don't let that be your moment because that was, you know, she she kind of after that. Well, I didn't win, so you know now I'm back to waiting table. There's nothing wrong with waiting table. Uh, but no, you gotta no. Every but, night after you get off shifts, you got to get back up on the stage. You know. You well, that that's um, that, that's so important that you bring that up because I remember when Stephen and I we first got signed, right? Our first record deal ever, mm-hmm. right? We've had a couple record deals, and they did some of them did not work out, right? And right. once again, the, the theme of the day is, is consistency and persistence, right? So first at a record deal, the, the person that signed us at the company, you know, w- things weren't working out, right? They were not working out. Mm. Steve and I were like, dang, you know, like nobody. And guess what? It was songs like Naked and things like that that, that <laughs> we were about to put out. And th- th- this it wasn't working. And the person that signed us said, you know what, guys? I believe in you. You know, the company ended up folding, and, and he says, you know, guys, I believe in you guys. You guys are going to make it. Keep going. Just remember, this is part of your journey, and the quicker the rise, the quicker the fall. So going back right. to your – that stuck with me forever because going back to your point about somebody that had their moment is that you don't want it to be a moment. You want a career that's momentous. You want it to be amazing. <laughs> you want it to be something that, that's just incredible for the long haul, the big, steep – journey up you don't want to just be on a cliff and then fall down it's it's not yeah. fun we've seen a lot of artists go down that route not cool oh yeah it's like not they end up hating that they got famous so quickly or they had to flash in the pants if you every fan every moment everything that you savor and you use to build for yourself is beautiful and important so i just want to share that oh, that was like really as an artist well, that's your biggest competition is you yesterday. <laughs> you know, that's, oh. I don't worry about what anybody yeah. else paints. I look at stuff and go, well, it's got to be better than what I did yesterday. <laughs> you know, people are expecting oh, totally. improvement. <laughs> and I've been doing this totally. for 20 years. You know, you, you just, it, it, never ends. it never ends. And it's, it's, it's you, you can't, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and she just started out. She's, she's a writer and, uh, you know, she's written written a couple novels now and she's, but, but nobody's hurt. You know, she has they haven't been published and she's going through that, finding agents and all that kind of stuff and, and doing all that. Mm-hmm. That fun thing that you do when you start out with anything. And, um, you know, we were talking and she, I said, understand what you signed up for. You've first off acknowledging that you have a problem. The first step. And she's like, what do you mean a problem? I said, I said, you will have to be, you're going to be a writer now forever. <laughs> I mean, you got to do it. Just like people in bands. I said, do you think Mick Jagger needs the money? They go on tour every year, man. Um, No. What he needs is that serotonin and dopamine rush of playing in front of (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people. (laughs) And he's probably (laughs) tried to replace that with everything else. It's a lot easier to do and probably cheaper. Um, Nothing's like it. You know, once you have that little taste of, of it, oh, man, it's it's like, there you go. <laughs> you got to keep going. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen 
this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. Now, you guys, um, your, this is your debut album. You've had singles and stuff out, and you guys decided, hey, we're going to do an album now. Let's do uh, yeah. songs about girls. No, is it, is, is it out or is it coming out? No, it's actually out right now, available on everything. Mm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, this is is what the PR company, the fine folks over at Trend PR, sent me. They have a little thing here, and it says, um, you'll have listeners reminiscing about their past relationships, uh, the ups and downs from the beginnings to the end. Oh, man, that's a lot of ground to cover, you know, but... Is. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, now. Oh yeah. Oh, that first yeah. big heartbreak. Oh man. Absolutely. That's the Every, everybody's faced it at some point, and you know, we just hope oh, that totally. the album and songs—they just bring some type of healing and escapism and empowerment to whoever's listening. Because mm-hmm. the album tells a story about self-discovery through love and finding new love and healing from old love. It tells a story of Absolutely. a relationship that's gone wrong and then you finding someone new and seeing if you could heal from that again. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm telling you, we've all been in those where, where you're like, well, that's it. I, I've had my love. That that you know, that's the one the poets write about. Um, right. <laughs> I'll just try to muddle through the rest of life here, and then you turn a yeah. corner and, and you're like, wow, there she is. Really, this is gonna happen again? 
I'm amazed. Yeah. And it's Amazing. buried in the last, you know. It's uh Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. 100%. Well, we've got two tracks up. We've got um Girls Like You and Sriracha. Uh what should we play first for nice. people? So they get a taste of the attire. That's a kick ass name too, by the way. I don't know how you guys came up oh, with the attire, but when I saw that I'm like, how come no one's never used this as a band name before? This is fantastic. That, Great hey name. man, it was the universe waiting for us to use it. I love it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Great. It is. It's fantastic. Thanks, dude. I think girls like you should yeah, be the first track. Girls like you. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, folks, we're going to play it and we're going to talk about it. This is the attire. This is Girls Like You. Check this out. You missed my birthday, girl. Don't text me later. Not getting off this time. I'm bad behavior. You got a tasteful way. Somebody pays for getting drunk with your friends.
great song out of it, and that's what I'm grateful for. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about life. I learned a lot about love. And sometimes in life, you have to take the pain and turn it into art. You know, you have to take your pain and turn it Absolutely. into progress. So, yeah. This is what I'm saying. I I was I had a friend of mine. This was a couple years ago. He um he's a, a rockabilly guy, and he's got his band. He lives in Tennessee, and you know he he does he has those crazy hair and all that kind of stuff. Plays stand up bass, but really how he the, how he really makes his money is he's a hired guy. Um, whenever some little bluegrass band or rockabilly they go on tour and they can't their bass player can't make it, you know, for whatever reason, life, they hire someone like mm-hmm. him, a hired gun. That's, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of musicians make extra money, make a lot of money doing that. And so that's okay. really what he does. But he called me up and he's like, Jamie, Jamie, his, his, his gal had left him. You know, he was long faced and hurt. He was going through it. And I told him, I said, Hey man, I said, you know, we live two blocks from the beach down here and I got a bottle of tequila Sometimes a change of scenery will help you get over this stuff, you know. And uh, it's still going to hurt, but at least you'll be hurting with a friend, <laughs> you know, on a pretty view. And, uh, hurting with a friend. Yeah, so he came down, and, you know, I remember we were sitting on the beach, shoes off, toes in the sand, you know. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, being, you know, going through the heartbreak, you know. Yeah, he's being dramatic, but he's heartbroken. Um, what do you expect? Yeah. Anyway, I looked at him and I said, dude, you're a country music. Are you kidding me? You're going to make three albums out of this shit. This is rocket <laughs> fuel. You know? I said, enjoy awesome. the vacation for the next couple of days because then it's time to get to work. And oh, yeah. That's what you got to do. Have, you. Have to. And it sounds like you guys were doing that, you know? Um, oh. Doing that. Now, my notes say, Greg, that you uh, also played – you played piano, and, Stephen, you played the guitar, uh, you know, along, along with other instruments and whatnot. My question is, is this. When you guys are writing, uh, do you primarily write on piano, uh, Greg? And, and, Stephen, is it guitar that you sit down with and, you know, bang them out with? Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 100%. You know, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm always at the piano. Stephen's at the guitar. He's programming drums or playing drums. and that's where most of our songs have been created just in our, we, we get in our positions and then we just start going, you know, uh, we're, we're mm. melody first writers, which I think is really mm-hmm. important. A lot of people, sometimes they do lyrics first, they do titles first, you know, any way that gets inspiration, but we're typically metal, melody first writers. Cause we believe that, you know, I have a little thing that I like to share with people, which is it's, it's called songwriting. The song comes before the writing. So the first thing that people are going to be, witness to of your of your record is the melody that's the first thing they're going to walk away with being like man that's catchy i have this melody stuck in my head what is it and then the lyrics will come after so Absolutely. it's most important to get there yeah 100 percent. i have a friend of mine who's from sweden and he's really big in sweden and he um and it's weird though because he does kind of a you know every, everybody in your uh, edm you know that's their big thing um and you know, he's so. I, this was a weird conversation I had with him. I said, I said, man, you've had all these hit songs. How? What's the secret? There's got to be a key. And he said, Jamie, the, the thing is, he goes, let me tell you. If you can sit around a campfire with a guitar and play a decent melody that everybody is pleasing to everyone's ear, that, that hook gets them. You've got a hit. The rest is easy. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly like you guys are saying. Yeah, it's actually a thing, a real term in the songwriting and music industry. It's called the Swedish style of songwriting, and it's starting with the the melody first and lyrics later and making everything very simple, concise, exactly what your friend said. Mm-hmm. If you could sing it back like a lullaby around a campfire, it is a hit, and it will connect yeah. and remain with people. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the other thing, guys. If uh, if you invite uh, Greg and Stephen to your party and they happen to show up with a guitar, um, or you know Greg slides <laughs> in on them and jumps on the piano that's sitting in the corner, um, that's that. You know that no that everybody thinks they can play, but nobody can play that shit. You know, um, understand all the girls at the party are going to be just whooping up to them. <laughs> it's done, but you. 
it might be cool for you because you knew them and invited them. You know, you might get some play out of that. But, um, you know, <laughs> the artists have arrived. Relax. We, we can only yeah. control the music. We can't control what happens after. Exactly. Control the music. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, you know, it's, I tell you, it's, it's the same thing with art, too. If you can, people are like, man, because they're, Back in my younger wolfing around days, they're always like, you, know, you always know all these gals. You know, how do you do it? And I said, well, I'm not the best looking guy, but let me show you. And um, so we go to like, I remember I took my friend to a corner bar, which just went in some any bar, mm-hmm. random. And I said, now watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the, the superpower right now. And he's like, okay, what is it? So I grabbed the bar napkin, pulled out a pen, and started drawing some girl that was sitting across the bar. Next <laughs> thing yeah. you know, boom, she's up. Oh wow! Ooh, you really cap, you know. And I'm like, there you go, man. I said, find your talent and get good at it. <laughs> that's what you. That's yeah, the secret. That's it. <laughs> oh, you know. I, I think that you know, there was a reason Beethoven played every day. It's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Right. Um, well, this is this is a very cool. I I like the the idea behind the album. You know. From falling in love to falling apart. I mean, because it, it is. Relationships are hard and crazy, and, and, and you guys have been through it. You, you have to write about it, Yeah, I would imagine, you know? Oh, yeah. All of it. Every Everything part of it is inspirational. Yeah. Writing exactly what we've been through. Because if you've been through it, there's a hell of a chance somebody else has been through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys have been together a long time too. That, that's very important. Uh, me and I've known yeah. so many, so many people in bands, and and that's a really intense relationship unto itself. Not not in a weird way, you know, whatever. But um, in a in a way that you're sharing parts of your soul, and and you know that's it's hard to uh, for people to get that, and sometimes it's hard for it to work. You know, have you guys? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Here's a crazy question. So you guys got this intense thing going. You know, you're making great music together. And um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, of course, Stephen goes to Vegas for the weekend and then brings home, you know, brings in this, you know, Teresa or whatever. I'm, I'm just making names up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And uh, Greg, have you ever, like, looked at it and went, Stephen, what are you doing, man? <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's still got the ankle bracelet on, you know, and has to chuck it off. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think what's cool is that Stephen I Stephen and I are, are such good friends and, and what comes with, with you know, friendship uh beyond the business is, you know, vulnerability, transparency and support. Um and what's cool is that like Stephen and I have looked at each other if we're ever making decisions that we're like, Hey man, that's not in your highest, you know, your highest value or your highest uh, self, you know, you know, we, we, it's not calling each other out on it, but it's supporting each other through the, the, you know, oh, absolutely. in the best version of ourselves. And also too, like absolutely. supporting each other through the hard times. And, you know, Steven is a, is a great friend to me. He supports me in all my endeavors in music. Um, I support Steven and all his endeavors in music, both in the attire and then, and then apart too. Like we, you know, we do our own stuff and, and we're just, we're just friends first. And that's what, that's what being a mm. true friend is, is putting go aside and, and being like, okay, how can I help this person? And how can, how can they help me? And how can we help each other in, in every way? Yeah. Cause we, we, in the yeah. industry, we met a lot of people that have been, uh, let's just say put together mm. that weren't necessarily mm-hmm. friends. The right. advantage we have from growing up before we even really made this a career mm. or became professionals is we were friends first, just having fun in a garage. Yeah. Versus, I would say eighty-five percent of the other people out there that were kind of put together or met in a situation where they wanted to become professionals and we're chasing it for a different type of reason. That yeah, it was, like, more contrived. It wasn't yeah. real. It wasn't oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's weird, too, when you find out, like, like I was a, and I'm not trying to be shady on anybody. When I was a kid, um, like I said, I liked a lot of weird music and stuff. I was really into this band called the Peshmo. They were great. I, I was like, oh, man, every song they write, I, they get me, you know, and, 
I'm a teenager. I, I was into that stuff, you know. And um, I, then when I was reading back in the day, this is before the internet, you, you'd read uh, magazine articles about bands and stuff. And I, I read this article, and it, in the article they were explaining, yeah, we really don't like the lead singer. Uh, he, we go to gigs, he travels on one plane, we take a bus. <laughs> you know, oh. creep. We don't like him. And, and it might have changed since now. I mean, I don't know. This was 20, 30 years ago. But I remember reading that as a kid, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I was horrified. Yeah. I was like, oh. I felt betrayed almost, you know. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's devastating. But I think that's one of your guys' appeal is that you are true, you know. It it shows. It comes through. Thank you. Thank I you. think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely, Thank you, man. man. Absolutely. So tell us about this track, uh, Sriracha. I hope I'm saying that right. I think it's like the spice, right? Like the hot sauce. Oh yeah, so sriracha. Yeah, so sriracha is is an interesting thing. Like we, that one was one where we kind of came up with the title first. We we're like, man, we need no. This is dope. I was actually going through a hard. Interesting enough, it's a breakup song, right? It's it's a breakup song, but I had actually like a health and nutrition and like kind of like fitness coach I was like working with that. Long story mm. long story short, left me totally high and dry in like one of the mm. darkest periods. It was like a crazy thing. And I was so fucking pissed. I was like, how could somebody do this? Right. Like in the middle of like something that I really right. needed help with my health. Long story short, this person's whole thing with me, one of the things that they didn't want me to do was eat, you know, spicy foods and whatever. That was part of their thing. And I was like, damn, I like spicy shit. Like, that's like, that's awesome. Like I like the spicy stuff. So, <laughs> So what was tough that um, we wrote this song and it's a breakup song, but it's under the guise of that separation that, that I had yeah. with this, with this friendship, really that a friendship that ended. And that's why the hook at the end is like, well, I like my Sriracha extra spicy. Like, you know what, man, I'm going to eat whatever I want. If you're not going to be, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have Sriracha. I'm going to have Buffalo wings. I'm going to have everything. Cause that's the stuff that I like. I'm going to have barbecue, whatever I want. So, <laughs> so that's why that, this song comes in. But we, but Stephen and I, under with you know songwriting stuff that we do um, with relatability, we made it something that turned into a breakup song. Yeah, and then as you can gotcha. hear in the lyrics, it's kind of getting back at the girl that Greg was dating at the time, and like this guy who kind of screwed him over, mm-hmm. and it's just like all these things y'all did to me. I'm just gonna flip it and make it true to myself and this is who I am and if you don't care then F you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to be. That's you gotta be, man. That's you gotta be. Yeah. Here it is, folks. This is the entire Sriracha. Check this out. It's one of my faves. Check this out. Left for dead in LA made me sweat like an infrared Made me drown in my tears Better watch when I catch my breath Feel like you keep my crown But the no for a fact Not a thing gonna keep me down Cause you broke my heart I made it fashion And since you left I'm someone else's fantasy And being cool Is not an overreaction It's something That you never took away From me I'll bring disco back to life For where all Quick, my kiss like dancing with a twist in my suit. 
The other half are like, man, they're a necessary evil. They're pain. We had to listen to that song 187 times in one day. Uh, what do you, how do you guys feel about making music videos as an artist? Dig them? Well, we love them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, for me, a music video is the most important act. This is debatable from the, the matter of like what opinion, you know, you'll get so many opinions, but I, it's my favorite asset to make as an artist. Yeah. But it's the most really? anxiety-inducing to make as an artist. Yeah, I get a lot of anxiety before music videos. I really do. I feel, you know, I get like shaky and sweaty and, and oh my God, I'm like, the world is ending. But I love them. Like, you know, like you have to just face your fears when you love something. It's my favorite asset as an artist to make. I'm a very visual person. Um, you know, mm. this, despite an artist, a musical artist, I, I see things in, in visual. So, you know, uh, having like a song like Naked, the other one other song on our album, and doing that music video was really exciting and fun to see it come a lot, come to life and being a part of the shooting process and you know, I, I don't know. It's really fun. But, yeah, to answer your question, we absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. They could definitely cause anxiety before doing them. But it's a, it's another form and another way to experience music and or the song. Mm-hmm. And it could just transform your opinion on the song, whether it be good or bad, mm-hmm. depending on <laughs> the <laughs> artist and how they approach it. Mm-hmm. But right. it's just a whole other life for the song, you know. Oh yeah, well it's so good, it's so good, and you guys got that. We have a link to your uh, your YouTube. You guys, you know how to do shorts. I didn't even know what a short was. That's a whole new thing on YouTube. You know, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> now let me ask you this, guys. Uh, I wanted to ask also because you know your guys' name of the group is the attire. You both are very stylish, very fashionable. You know, you look great. Um, there's a lot of thought go into that, you know. You're like, hey, we're doing a photo shoot, we got to go shopping, man. And uh, you know, Stephen's like, I just bought a new guitar. Are you kidding me? I spent all my 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 jar money and the music store. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, or do you have a big closet full of fine threads? It's a mixture of both. You know, we we collect clothes here and there and um, kind of share stuff when we need it. So, gotcha. you know, the Asian, we got the right, we got the right fit. We got the right outfit, you know? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. We, well, you know, the, we have an important to stay ready, you know, have to get ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, it, it, if you're going to the club, you got to look good. That's what I, I, I'm, <laughs> my wife will tell you, man, I, and I don't know, you know, people have asked me this. They're like, you're real flashy when you go out. I'm like, yeah, the exact opposite of when I'm working. Uh, when I'm work, my work clothes, <laughs> give me a, a quarter. <laughs> you put a quarter in a cup. I'm like, hey, it's my coffee. Um, but when I go out, I like to look good, you know. And I'm Native American, so Native American guys are always a little flashy. That's just kind of how we are, you know. It's, it's a stereotype, but there's kind of a kernel of truth to it. <laughs> You know, I hate to say it, but it's very true. Do you guys have a particular um, item of clothing um, or part of your look that is just a constant, like like a favorite? Oh, for me, it's my Converse sneakers. I'm literally always wearing Converse. <laughs> nice. I have Converse. I have like five pairs of Converse in different colors. I'm like rotating between them. I, I I've just always been a Converse guy. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I used to I used to rock a lot of Air Force Ones, and then somebody pointed out, they're like, Jamie, you probably don't want to wear those. <laughs> Unless you're going to mug somebody. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought, they looked, I thought it was a good contrast, you know? And they're like, yeah, uh, if you're the Joker. So, uh, no. reel it in. <laughs> She's no longer around. My wife today, she'd be like, you look fine. Don't worry about it. Um, very, very cool. Well, you know, gentlemen... I want, you both know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're real good at it. You know, seriously. Thank you. Thank you. You got it down. Are you guys going to, now that the world's kind of swinging back towards normalcy a little bit, or, you know, what we thought was normal, um, are, are, do you think you guys will be doing any live shows in uh, support of it, or are you just going to be continuing the path that you're on right now with Studio I think I think it's fun. It's like a mixture of both, you know, seeing what, what awesome. shows come available. The attire's music is, 
is big sound, so we need some um, some of those venues that are appropriate for our music, uh, so we can play right. out as the world is opening back up. I'm sure they'll come available, and then as you know, as yeah, always, we're going to be writing. Yeah, so we have a few a uh, few exciting things happening in the next few months. So yeah. we'll see what nice. happens from that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to be right in touch with Amanda. <laughs> hey, I want the guys back yeah. off because awesome. they are awesome. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah, of Amanda, yeah, here's your time. That's FDR, thank you. Oh, yeah, they're, they're the best, man. They, they are so they're good. Awesome. <laughs> they're, they're so... But any listeners out there, if you're in the music business or, or you know, and, and you want, you, you need some digital PR help, and, you know, the first thing is is to admit when you need the help, you know. Um, get the best. Yeah. Get the best. I don't know how that business works with the trend. You know, if you got to go pick up Amanda's dry cleaning or, or wash Hunter's car or, or whatever you got to do, you probably got to write a check. What you got to do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want them in your corner is what I'm saying. They're the best in the business. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you. Do. They're great. Uh, oh man. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and, and everything. I know you guys are wicked busy, and um, you know, really appreciate. It. It's been a pleasure having you guys on. You guys rock. Yeah, so good. Oh, thank, Jamie. Thank, thank you. you for thank you for having us, Jamie. Thank you so much, dude. Anytime, anytime, man. Uh, the attire, ladies and gentlemen, the attire. Check them out. Like I said, we have links up uh, to their website, all their social media, and everything. And, and go over to YouTube too and check out their. They got really cool, a cool YouTube page, man. Uh, the attire. They they they're awesome. Cool turned up to ten. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, this episode, that's going to wrap it up for us, folks. Um, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on close to 600 of them. So wherever you stream or download podcasts at, there's a real good chance we're on there. <laughs> you know, And we appreciate everyone listening. And uh, also, be sure to check out our advertisers. Use the code. They all have codes. You know, with whatever it is they're selling and whatnot, you can save a couple bucks and then go over to the attire's website or wherever you find music at and pick up, um, you know, songs about girls like you. There you go. There you go. And um, very, very cool. Pick it up for your friends. <laughs> you might know a girl that you want to at least send her a single. Maybe it's Sarah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Anyhow. Guys, thanks so much, and uh, folks, we will be Thank back you. tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good uh, night, everybody. And hey, remember, the world is still weird. Be kind. Be nice. You know, don't be one of those crazy. I don't want to see videos of you. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, we will see you. See everybody later. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.